I don't really believe in comparing your men's and your women's basketball teams. I don't think it's really fair to, to either of the people involved. However, I do think it's important to remember a couple of things. The George Washington men's basketball team just beat Virginia, uh, the number six team in the country. They've started their season 3-0. and um, There's a lot of good things to feel about, and hopefully on Monday uh, we will at the very least see them in the also receiving votes category. However, there is another team that already is ranked. And depending on the the ranking you're looking at, they're either number 22 or number 20 in the country. Uh, one team is being discussed as already having punched their ticket to the NCAA tournament. Another team is coming off of going to an NCAA tournament. One team has uh, a talented group of seniors uh, and graduate students and, and a lot of talent that is coming together and some really exciting young players. Um, so does this other team. And that other team that we're talking about is the GW women's basketball program who under Jonathan Sippis has um, begun to look very reminiscent of what was an incredibly dominant program under Joe McEwen. Um, Jonquil Jones, Kyra Washington, uh, Shannon Crenshaw, Heine Scheibel, um, you know, uh, just you looked up and down this roster and it's just talent on top of talent on top of talent. Lauren Chase, uh, Right now, uh, coming off of a season where she was fifth in the A-10 in assists. Um, Kelly Prang was on the all-rookie team last year for the Atlantic 10. So the recruiting is top-notch. The talent is top-notch. This team is playing, as well as anyone in the country right now, uh, seventh in the country in rebounding margin. And they have absolutely smacked the American and Grambling State basketball programs over their last two games. By the time you're reading this, because it's uh, currently 11 o'clock on the... uh, on the East Coast. So when you're listening to this in the morning, uh, in advance of a game up against Stanford at 3 p.m. Eastern time in Stanford, um, you should be mindful of the fact that you're watching a matchup of two nationally ranked teams, uh, and and it's going to be an incredible matchup of firepower and rebounding against lockdown defense. Stanford among the best teams in the country defensively, GW among the best teams in the country on the glass, and um, the shooting thus far this season for GW has been absolutely fantastic now one of the things i regret about doing this podcast now is that i'd love to be able to inspire you to get up and go to a game if you're a student just walk over to the smith center if you're a season ticket holder go to gwsports.com buy these tickets go see this program they absolutely deserve your support you will not have the chance to do that until the month of december because they are at the beginning of five games over the course of technically eight days if you go saturday to saturday uh, Stanford uh, Saturday, Monday, they take on Fresno State at Fresno, and then they have the Lone Star Showcase where they take on Houston, Iowa, and Wright State. However, on Thursday, December 3rd, you've got an opportunity to go see them take on Florida Gulf Coast, and then you can circle on your calendar a big game against Villanova on Sunday the 13th, Iona Sunday the 20th, and then Hartford on December 30th at 7 p.m. at the Smith Center, and then we get into conference play. You owe it to yourself and to this team, given how talented they are, to make sure that you go see at least one GW Women's basketball game. And I have a feeling that once you see one, you're going to see two. You're probably going to see three. You may actually go see six. This team is exciting. They're talented. John Quill Jones, who's going to be uh, on the interview just momentarily. I spoke to her on the bus while they were getting ready to go to a film session. Um, she is an absolute star. Okay, she's incredibly humble. It was almost frustrating how humble she was on the call because he really wanted to say something like, I hate Dayton because they're the unanimous selection for the Atlantic 10, and we should be because we won the A-10 championship last year, and that's true. But she didn't say it, so I'll say it for her. 
listen to the, this interview, get some tickets, go support this team. They deserve your love and your respect because they wear buff and blue and they are damn good at basketball. Enjoy the interview and good luck to this team as they uh, go on an aggressive West Coast swing. Well, it is now my absolute privilege to be welcoming to Hail to the Buff, John Quell Jones. Uh, and John Quell, let's just get right into it. Um, you have started the season along with the front court of this team absolutely on a mission. Um, what would you define as the success that you've had, that Kyra Washington's had? Um, why have you guys started so strong with wins over Grambling State of 85 to 58 and American 78 to 48? Well, I think the main thing was just that, um, you know, we came off a really great season last year and, you know, we had a chance to really see what it felt like to win a championship and, you know, just have a, a really, really successful season. And we didn't want to uh, start the season off poorly and, you know, we just wanted to work towards just achieving a lot of the things that we had planned. So I think that's one of the big reasons. And then secondly, it's just the fact that this is a team that's really mature and, you know, has, what, five, six seniors on it or four or five seniors and one graduate student. So, you know, we know what it is to play at a college level. So we just, you know, try to go out there every day and make sure our team is prepared when we step on the court. And, John Quell, this is your final season with GW Basketball, um, and you talked about winning that A-10 championship last year. I also have to ask you about um, what was a really challenging NCAA tournament game. Um, what is it like for you guys to have a lot of the returning firepower and knowing what you were able to accomplish in conference but also what you failed to accomplish in the NCAA tournament? How is that motivating the team? Oh, no, it, it definitely motivates us a lot. We went to the tournament last year and really didn't do what we wanted to do, so... It's, you know, set a fire on us and just, you know, put everything into perspective, knowing that as much as, you know, we do well in the A-10 tournament, we still have to be able to execute, uh, you know, at the end of the season. And just knowing that we only lost one person on the court in terms of uh, Shakisha Miller, it just allowed us to, to really think about the season before we started and know that it could be another special one if we put our minds to it. And, John Quill, I want to talk about the overall team, and I know you're on the bus right now, and the last thing they want to hear is just you talking about yourself this whole interview, so I understand that. But I do need to ask you, um, you just got named to that John Wooden Award Women's Preseason Top 30 this week. Um, what does it mean to you uh, to be named among the top 30 players in the country at the beginning of this season? And, and what do you think your ceiling is moving toward the uh, as this season progresses? Well, it's always a, a pleasure to be, you know, named among some of the best in the country, but I don't really focus on personal awards or accolades like that, you know. Um, you know, Coach Sip and all the other coaching staff let me know what I need to do for the team, and, you know, we, we talk about our roles and stuff like that. And once I do what I'm supposed to do, and all the other stuff will fall into place. I don't really focus too much on it. So, yeah, that's basically all I have on that. But but when you saw it, did it, did it feel a little bit good? Yeah, that made me feel good. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> good. Uh, and, and, and so you've had a really remarkable time here at George Washington. You're already on the top ten all-time uh, blocks list here at the school. You made a transition from Clemson to GW. I haven't had you on the podcast before. I want to ask you, what was it like to make that transition to GW from an ACC school? And what, what inspired you to really to, to come, come back to, to the D.C. area? Well, one of the main things that inspired me to come back was just, you know, D.C. areas where, you know, I went to high school and, you know, it was a place that I love and a place where, you know, all of my friends are, you know, my second family is. So that was one of the big things. Um, in terms of transitioning from um, from ACC school to, to GW, I would say 
my, my main reason for transferring was just I wanted to be in a program where, you know, everybody was working, you know, as hard just to work towards, you know, a common goal and to play in a place where, you know, everybody's mindset was just fixed on, on just being successful. So that was one of the reasons why I transferred. So coming from a bigger school where, you know, football was probably one of the, the main focuses at GW where, you know, women's basketball is up there. It's a great thing. And I love the environment. I love my teammates. And I love the choice that I made. So right now, one of the defining characteristics of your season thus far and the team season overall is the way you have absolutely dominated uh, on the glass. Uh, GW right now is seventh in the country in rebounding margin. Um, what has been mm-hmm. what has been your style and the team style that has enabled you to earn so many second chance points, earned you the opportunity to make sure that when the opposing team is, is taking shots, they're only getting one? Well, I think that that's one of the things that transfers over from last year. You know, last year we we finished number one in the country in rebounding margin, and you know we were able to really just be locked in on that. So every time, you know, before we before we suit up and before we go out there and get ready to play, you know, coach always lets us know, like, you know, we want to be the best on the glass. We want to win the rebounding more, the rebounding more in the game by you know x amount of rebounds, and that's something that we try to stick to when we go out there. So you know, just hammering that that point home and. Also having the pride to, to know that you can do it and that, you know, the will to actually go out there and accomplish it. Tomorrow is a huge matchup coming up for your team. Uh, I'm apologizing if you can hear my dog in the background. Uh, she's freaking out. But anyway. Um, no, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, huge matchup coming up against, uh, depending on the poll that you're looking at, uh, number 10 or number 15, Stanford. Um, you guys match up, I think, mm-hmm. relatively favorably, but it's a tale of two strengths. You guys have been putting up points and, and really thriving on the glass. Stanford has a real lockdown defense. Um, with the discussion that teams mm-hmm. had and the workouts that you guys have had, what's your strategy to get to try to steal a road win mm-hmm. against this Stanford Cardinal team? Well, we know that they're a team that executes really well, and you know we have to just as well as you say they are on defense. We're, we're a team that you know tries to be just as good on defense, and we know that. You know, we have to be locked in because they execute their stuff well. And, you know, one thing leads to another, so you can't fall asleep when playing on defense. Um, exactly, just trying to, you know, make sure we know our scouting reports, you know, who does what, you know, when we can help, when we can, when we have to step up and get a shooter. And, you know, just being focused on, on the little things in order to accomplish the common goal or the ultimate goal, which is to win the game. You have five games over the next about a week between Stanford tomorrow, mm-hmm. Monday you head to Fresno, and then you've got the Lone Star Showcase in Texas. Um, for you guys mm-hmm. as a team, when you're spending mm-hmm. this much time on the road, how do you guys stay focused and loose, and, 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 and what are you guys looking to do to try to keep up your energy and, and perform well on this long road trip? Well, you know, our team is really close, so in terms of being loose, we just, you know, we just vibe with each other, and, you know, we have a good time no matter where we are, so. You know, that chemistry has helped us on the court. It's it made us stronger on the court, but off the court, we, you know, we're a group of sisters and we look off each other and we enjoy our time together. So that's one of the big things. And then just, you know, being prepared, you know, coaches have us prepared. So, you know, coming into those matches, we, we understand what we can do and what, what is expected of us. So, you know, when we go into those games, we're just ready to play. Do you guys pay attention at all to the preseason polls and things like that? I mean, I feel like everyone looks at them, but. You know, it just it just lets us know that we have a target on our back and that, you know, when teams play us, they're going to get their best efforts. But in terms of letting it kind of, I guess, rule over what we do on the court or how we practice or our mindset going into the game, that doesn't matter at all. But 
we just know that, you know, we're we are recognized nationally and everybody likes that, but at the same time, we have to do what we have to do. So you guys are a nationally ranked program right now. What is it like when you look at the A-10 polls, though? And you guys won the A-10 championship. You returned so much talent, mm-hmm. and it was Dayton who was the a, a unanimous preseason selection to be number one in the Atlantic 10. <laughs> uh, I like to fight on that. It makes us, you know, more enthusiastic to play them. And, you know, just to show everyone in the A-10 who might say that, you know, we shouldn't be at the top again, that we should that we deserve to be at that spot. So, you know, us and Dayton is a great rivalry. It's one of those games that you definitely look forward to. It just adds another flame to the fire for us. So for folks who are going to probably be tuning into this game uh, and watching it either on Stanford's live stream or if they are going to get a chance to, to catch a GW women's basketball game over the course of this season, talk me through the style of play for people who may not be necessarily familiar with your team. Um, if they go to the Smith Center or they watch you on TV, um, what kind of style of GW basketball do you guys say that you define yourselves by? Uh, I would say we're a, a very we're a tough rebounding team, a team that you know prides itself on going to the glass and, and rebounding the ball. And secondly, we're a fast-paced team who you know wants to get up and down, score a lot of points, but also play good defense. So you know when you watch it for you, you're gonna watch an energetic game. We're gonna watch a game where you know the team is locked in. And you're gonna watch you know on the staff a game. You're gonna watch two teams that love to run the court. So it's gonna be really fast-paced. So it should be really good. You guys are starting uh, a really experienced roster. You're a senior. Lauren Chase is a graduate student. Shannon Crenshaw and Kyra Washington, both juniors. And then you've got Kelly coming in as a sophomore. The fact that you guys have had so much time to sort of gel on the court together, um, what, how does that impact your confidence? Oh, it definitely brings, you know, it, it gives you an added added boost. And, you know, it cuts down on a lot of the, the teacher stuff that coaches have to do in practice. Um it just allows us to to really, you know, be as cohesive as possible and, you know, just accomplish a lot. Uh, I, I reached out on Twitter to folks and I said, hey, you know, w- what is the thing that you want to ask uh, John Quill Jones? And uh, Bob Pugach, uh, a dedicated GW women's basketball fan, I, I was expecting to want to ask mm-hmm. some questions about what goes on on the court. Um what was important to him was that he emailed me and he said um, he wanted to know what the uh, the he he described it and I don't see you know I don't I don't go to the Smith Center much anymore because I'm living in California but he said ask John Quell about mm-hmm. the power skates that she comes into volleyball games on can you explain to me what in the world he's talking about? <laughs> now nah, he's talking about it's like the little mini segue that I use. Oh, one of those. Yeah, you, so you you're you're, right you're on one of those hoverboards. Yeah, one of those hoverboard <laughs> things. That's what he's talking about. <laughs> Well, uh, yeah, John, this is pretty effective though. It gets me around really quickly. <laughs> and as long as you're saving your energy for uh, for what's on the court, I got no objection to you not actually walking around places. That's fine by me. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> John Quell Jones. Uh, that's funny. That's you, funny. John Quell Jones is averaging ten points and eight and a half boards for the GW women's basketball team. She just got uh, notified on Tuesday that she is a member of the Wooden Award preseason top 30, meaning that she is, and by the way, John Quill, you are one of the, you're the only A-10 player on that list, and the rest of the people uh, on mm-hmm. that list are from a murderer's row of name brand schools, so congratulations to you. Uh, please continue to have an outstanding season. Uh, GW Women's Basketball takes on number 
15, number 10, Stanford. And GW, by the way, nationally ranked at number 22 or number 20 themselves. They play at Maples Pavilion in Stanford uh, tomorrow at 12 o'clock Pacific time, 3 p.m. Eastern. Listen to the game on WRGW or visit GoStanford.com for live stats and live video. John Quill Jones, thank you so much for joining me from the bus with the team. Good luck with the film session tonight, and uh, have a great game tomorrow. Thanks for having me. Thank you very much. Thank you so much to John Quell, and thank you to you, the listener of Hail to the Buff. Uh, it's been a really fantastic project putting together this podcast and staying connected to the GW men's and women's basketball programs and to GW athletics overall. Um, if you are interested in joining up with this project with me, uh, please reach out. We're looking for, or, and by we, I mean me, I'm looking for folks who are interested in helping put together scouting reports, who want to become regular guests on the program, who want to jump in and meet, you know, put together your own interview. Uh, it's fine by me. I'm happy to share it with the world. Um, you can uh, reach out to me on Twitter at Hail to the Buff, where you can also go through uh, some of the tweets in the past and sign up for the Hail to the Buff mostly weekly uh, email newsletter where I uh, collect summaries of the podcasts of the week and also some of my favorite links from around the web concerning the GW men's and women's basketball programs uh, as always uh, located at SoundCloud. Uh, dot com slash hail to the buff if you have any questions feedback thoughts feelings want to tell me your deepest darkest secrets uh i'm available on gmail at hail to the buff at gmail.com and we are working and by we again i mean me so please feel free to jump in um i'm working right now to try to get in, to improve our itunes and stitcher integration so it's easier for you to listen to these episodes and they can automatically be sent to wherever you choose to listen to your podcasts thank you so much for your support and uh make sure to tune in and watch listen do whatever you can to support this woman's basketball program uh, uh, on Saturday and during their road trip. Thanks again and raise high.